0: Broadcasting from Terrio Studios in Glendale, California, it's time for Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. Yep. Hello, everybody. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Epic Real Estate Investing. Got a great show for you today. I've got two great interviews. That's what makes up a great show or great interviews with with Epic community members that will be sharing how they've closed their first deals in just the last couple of weeks. And you're going to hear how they found their deals, how they got them under contract, and how they found their buyers. And as we make our way through these interviews, what I want you to do is I want you to take note of the differences and also take note of the similarities in their stories and in their experiences and their takeaways specifically from their experience. By taking note of the differences and similarities in the show today, I think you're going to walk away knowing exactly how to succeed in real estate. Especially if you felt stuck or you're kinda you're you're stuck getting started or if you're finding yourself currently in some sort of slump maybe. Um, this is the show for you. You see, one of these one of these interviewees isn't even an Academy member. He's simply listened to the podcast and he's followed the steps inside the free course that I mentioned at the beginning of just about every episode I've ever recorded and and I'll mention it again, if you haven't accessed that free course yet, you can do so for free. No strings attached. That's a whole and complete course. Today is 100% proof and evidence of that. And you can get that course at freerealestateinvestingcourse.com. freerealestateinvestingcourse.com. righty. So uh, today's episode was inspired by a series of emails that I received recently. I believe I received... These emails from both of our guests, as well as another that you'll hear from on a future episode in the very near future. But I received these emails from all of them in the exact same week sharing with me that they just closed their first deal and put sizable amounts of money in their pockets. I don't know if something was in the air that week or what, but uh, it caused me to think, hey, let's get them At least two of them on the show together to learn exactly how they did it. So I've got these guys, they're all waiting on the line. Let's get started. Our first caller is AC. AC, welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show.
1: Hey, how are you, Matt? Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, you bet, you bet. And I'm doing very well. Thanks for asking. Um, real quickly, I just wanted to, you sent me an email talking about your first deal, and I wanted to uh, get the gist on on what happened and how it happened and all that good stuff. So, first, AC, where are you from?
1: I'm from New Jersey. Okay. Englewood, New Jersey.
0: Very good. And you live there now? Yes, I do. Perfect. Any family?
1: I do. I have three children. Awesome. My sons in law school in in San Diego, and I have a daughter in college in Sacred Heart, and a little twelve year old.
0: Okay. Good. I'm just getting started with the family thing. You've you've been well through it. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. Congratulations <laughs> on it.
0: Thanks, bud. So what do you do during the day? What's, what's your job?
1: Okay, I'm a project manager for a, a large um, commercial construction company. I build big buildings, basically, in the city. I'm working on the only net zero green energy school, probably, in, I know, in the northeast and maybe in the country.
0: Got it. Okay, and how long so have you been doing pretty- that?
1: I've been a well, carpenter for 15 years, and I've been a project manager for about another 15, maybe 16 years.
0: Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Do you enjoy it?
1: I do. I enjoy it. It's fast-paced. It keeps me on my toes. I do enjoy it.
0: Super. Cool. So how long have you been investing in real estate?
1: Well, you know what? I've done a couple of things over the years. I've bought some houses on my own and did work on them and... and um you know, sold one here, we lived in it and sold it. So I have always kind of been involved but never did it as, as a as an investment type of thing where I was kinda of focused on on what I'm doing now. Okay. So I've always kind of wanted to do it but never really got fully involved.
0: Got it. And then what shifted in your in your life or had you decide to get fully involved?
1: Well, I'm fifty years old. I've you know, I've worked my whole career, you know, have a house, you know, kids and, and all the, um, things that go along with that law school and everything. And I don't have anything else. Mm -hmm. Retirement is is not really an option for me right now. So, uh, I don't know if you ever watched the honeymooners, but I'm sort of like Ralph Cramden. I've tried everything.
0: (laughs) Um, I've
1: tried every get rich, quick, theme, internet marketing. And I was kind of like at my wit's end. And, uh, I gotta tell you, when I found your program, just something felt right. Like. Mm-hmm. I, I was looking for something, and my girlfriend was always after me because uh, her brother is into real estate. And he's done some foreclosures, so if I was going to do something, I wanted to really know what I was doing. Got it. And that's kind of what prompted me.
0: Okay, so I, I've seen your your name come through my email inbox a few times over the for, for a while now. How long have you been an Academy member?
1: Uh Almost three months.
0: Just three months. Okay. Very good.
1: Two months. No, two months. It's two months. Two months? Yes, two months.
0: Okay. I thought we'd been corresponding a little longer than that. Okay. Just two months.
1: Well, I was. Uh, listen, I, I devoured every one of your podcasts and the free real estate. and I did everything before I decided to join. So Super. that's probably why you um, saw my email coming in through your inbox because I was there before I joined.
0: Okay. Perfect. Okay. So that all makes sense now. So tell me, I got an email. The most recent one I got from you was saying, hey, I got my first deal. So let's, why don't you tell me a little bit about that?
1: All right. I kind of, you know, a lot of the things that you say, you know, proceed at the um, at the speed of instruction. I really took that to heart, and that's what I was doing. I wasn't waiting. Usually I'm the type of person that I've got to know everything about everything before I, I can go ahead and, and do it. And I was determined this time not to, to, to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was doing right away. You know, I learned about bandit signs. I learned about yellow letters. I started implementing that, the, the yellow letters, while I was waiting for my bandit signs to come. And I started, you know, sort of getting the fears out by answering the phone calls. And each one, you know, you get more confidence in answering, you know, the, the, the responses on the yellow letters. And then I got my bandit signs. And the deal that I have now is actually in a result of a bandit sign. Mm -hmm. Someone in New Jersey, you know, they had this house in Pennsylvania that they um, were letting go to taxes. They hadn't paid the taxes in two years. It was probably about a two-hour drive from me. I got the call, and the guy asked me, you know, you probably wouldn't be interested in a house in Pennsylvania. I said, sure, I would. Tell me about it. Mm -hmm. So he told me his situation. I realized his situation would present itself to me. Like you always say, you want to have something to buy and hold. But so that was the first thing I was thinking. Maybe, you know, I could do a deal with owner finance and how I, how I can create my exit strategy. Mm-hmm. So um, I drove down one, one Sunday morning, or Saturday morning, to take a look at it. And, um, and then I kind of made him an offer. After that, I made him an offer. It was pretty creative, I thought. Uh-huh.
0: I okay, so you, you kind of made him an offer. <laughs> what type of offer did you make? How did that go down? Did you do it verbally or did you put it on paper?
1: I had never met him, to be honest with you. you know, I had met him only over the phone, so mm-hmm. i I made him the offer over the phone. Um, and then I sent it to him and and the offer was this. it was um, the, the fair market value on the house was ninety grand, but um I know I knew he owed the taxes on the property and it needed some work. so I, I asked him if he'd be open to owner financing. And he said he would um he would he would be open to that um, if I paid the taxes so the next weekend I went back up and looked at the at the um at the house inside and it needed probably about twenty thousand dollars worth of work and that's when I made him the final offer, which was um i asked he i made him an offer of thirty thousand dollars for the house, and I would cover all closing costs and back taxes. Mm-hmm which amounted to about another $15,000. So he was going to hold the note for $30,000 for five years with a balloon payment on, on the fifth year, um, but it was amortized over 10 years mm-hmm. interest only. I mean, a principal-only loan, nice. no interest. Nice. And that was the offer, and he accepted.
0: Super job, dude. Super. So uh, where are you now with it?
1: So now it's just closed on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, my original goal was to do a lease option, um, and that's and I was I had ads on Craigslist for that, and I was getting good replies on that. Um, but it didn't turn out that way. There was a change of events with the person that I was going to partner with that was going to uh, uh, loan the money to do the repairs, and we were going to hold it on the lease option. But that didn't work out, so I had to go shop it Um Somewhere else, and I didn't know anybody in Pennsylvania. My network. I even emailed you if you knew anyone in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So uh, what I wound up doing was put an ad on Craigslist, and that made me connect with another wholesaler in Pennsylvania, and he eventually found the end buyer. So I did an assignment to another wholesaler, who then assigned it to the end buyer.
0: Hmm. Super. So that's and the- it
1: closed.
0: That's that's awesome. So. You mind if I ask how much you you put in your pocket on that one?
1: I put five thousand clear in my pocket, and the wholesaler, the other person, put four.
0: <laughs> super. How'd that feel?
1: It felt phenomenal. You know, I learned so many things and made so many contacts on this one deal. It was just phenomenal.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Be- besides the uh, besides the five thousand dollars, which is awesome, how uh, what was your biggest takeaway from the experience?
1: That I, the biggest takeaway was that I can do it, that I can do this, and it's real. Mm -hmm. And this is only the beginning. It was just so many things. It wasn't. I can't just say one thing. This one deal brought so many things to me. There were so many things involved. Like you say, if you're you're not making money, you're getting an education. (laughs) On this one, I did both.
0: Right. Right. That's awesome, AC. So for someone that's listening to you right now that just joined the Academy, because we had a slew of them join in November, and they haven't actually been able to experience what you just experienced, what would your your advice be to them, or do you have anything to uh, relay to them?
1: Definitely. I definitely do. Um, It would be exactly like you said. Go as far as you can see, and then you'll see further. Don't be afraid. You can do it. Put in the work. It's going to be work. Without a shadow of a doubt, it's going to be work. But there's a, there's a whole host of satisfaction and excitement that if you just get into the learning and then go and do. You know, don't be afraid that, you know, oh, no, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? There was a lot of things I didn't understand about escrow, about how to open escrow, how to, you know, not use an attorney. We all do things traditionally. I bought a few houses, and I only did it traditionally. Don't be afraid of that
0: just do it. That would be my advice. Just do it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, congratulations, bud. I'm really proud of you. And, uh, thank you. I'm, I'm even more excited that you you chose to share this with me because it, it really keeps me going and it lets me know that what I'm doing is the right thing and, it, and it's working for people. So that, that makes me feel good. So thank you very much for that. And thank you for sharing that with the audience.
1: You're so welcome. I just want to say, you know, you are absolutely amazing, and your team Mercedes has been amazing, and I, I can't compliment you enough. How much you give back to us—that you know, if you give more than you get. That's what I truly believe. That
0: awesome. Thanks, AC. I really appreciate it. Well, stay stay in touch. I'm going to let you go because I know you're traveling. Um, I appreciate it. You bet. Stay in touch and let us know about the next one you do. I will. Thank you so much, Matt. Take care. Awesome, bud. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, so what did you hear inside of AC's sharing? I mean, I made some notes of what I heard, stuff that I think was pure gold. I mean, he began by saying he um, adopted the philosophy of moving at the speed of instruction. And he got started by simply just implementing the basics. He sent out direct mail, he put up his roadside signs, and then he started to receive calls. Very simple. It's the basics. There's nothing more complicated than that. And he admitted that he was a little nervous with the initial calls, but the more calls that he received, the more confidence that he gained, and the more confidence that he gained, the better that he got at it. The better that he got at talking to sellers. And isn't that just like anything that you learn for the first time? I mean, whether learning to how to throw a ball or, or learning to play the piano or learning to drive a stick shift. I mean, we all look ridiculous. If you ever saw me drive a stick shift in the beginning, I, I looked very ridiculous. But we all, whatever it is that we're learning, we all look ridiculous when learning something new. We get embarrassed. We feel inadequate. I mean, I remember when I was learning to drive a stick shift, I would get up at three in the morning when there were no cars on the road just so I could drive around and, and figure it out so no one could see me. <laughs> I mean, and so we all get embarrassed. We feel inadequate, especially in front of other people. But, but what happens if you don't give up? If you keep repeating the activity and you do it over and over and over again and you work those rep- those those repetitions, you become better at it, of which builds your confidence, of which uh, causes you to do it again and you create the results of which, again, builds your confidence and, and when your confidence is building, you're more apt to keep doing that activity over and over again, of, of which through this repetition, you get better and you get results of which builds your confidence again and around and around it goes. But you have to get through that initial clunky stage where you're trying to find your way. And AC did that. He made his way through that process. And because he did, he got a $5,000 payday. So what else did you hear? Well, one thing that's obvious, he made an offer. You got to make an offer if you're going to do a deal. Sounds basic, sounds simple. It sounds like, why are you even wasting the airtime sharing this? Because so many people don't ever make an offer. They make up their mind before they even present the offer. But AC made the offer and he made a rather bold offer too, right? I mean, he asked the seller if, if the seller was open to seller financing and write that down. That's one of the more powerful phrases in my entire repertoire of negotiating. Are you open to seller financing? And, and then he proposed, get this, he proposed a principal-only loan. <laughs> awesome. I, I love it. I mean, I remember the first time that I told people that, that I would do this, as, and this is a normal practice of mine, and, and that I'd get these types of offers accepted, nobody believed me. Everyone thought I was crazy. And, and for those that did believe me, they thought I was some type of, of genius or something. No, not at all. All you have to do is ask. AC asked and it got accepted. Now, his first exit strategy didn't work out and he didn't have a buyer's list. I don't know if he if he had any money at the ready or not. I don't know. But, but he's made it all the way up to this point and hasn't needed any money, right? He's got all the way up to this point and didn't even need money. And so when that second or that first exit strategy didn't work out, Instead of panicking, he just simply put the property the, the property that he had under contract, he put it up on Craigslist. And we've mentioned that several times. That's no secret. We all could figure that one out. And then in a relatively short period of time, another wholesaler contacted him and they put the deal together. AC put $5,000 in his pocket. The wholesaler put $4,000 in his. And, and what you'll notice there is AC made more money than the person That found the buyer. He made more money than that person. And he did so because he had it under contract. When you have it under contract, you're in control. And more times than not, you get to call the shots. And typically, the person that calls the shots makes the most money. And that's exactly what happened in this situation. Now, AC's confidence, in his words, it's through the roof. He said it's only the beginning for him. And, and the two things that he, he shared at the end were, one, travel as far as you can see. And when you get there, you'll see further. And you can easily see that's exactly what's happened here. And that brings me to the number two major thing that he shared. Don't be afraid. Just do it. And, and those two things, they tie in together real nicely. I mean, he admitted that he didn't even know how to open escrow, but he figured it out. Well, if he had waited to learn how to open escrow before he sent out his letters or put up his signs, he would have never gotten a deal. You don't need to know how to open escrow before you start your marketing for sellers. You don't need to know where you're going to get the money or you don't need to have a massive buyer's list before you put a property under contract. Travel as far as you can see and when you get there, you'll see further. It's clear once you've tra- made that initial travel and then the answers will, they will appear. AC is an awesome example of traveling at the speed of instruction and he got the result, a $5,000 profit. So let's check in with our next guest, uh, Keone McMahon. Keoni, welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. Thanks man. Yeah, glad you're here. You know, uh, I've had a couple of interviews already, but I have to admit really the email that I received from you last week inspired everything as you, <laughs> you sent me a photograph with your, your first check in front of your, that burned out house. That was awesome. <laughs> so, so you're in a, where, where are you from?
1: Well, uh, I'm originally from uh, Portland, Oregon.
0: Uh-huh. And,
1: um, I, uh, I moved up to, um, Stanwood, Washington, just North of Seattle a couple of years ago. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I just, uh, I, I tried to getting into real estate investing um, a long time ago when I was when I was much younger, and um, I ordered a couple, um, uh, like, programs or whatever, and I tried to follow them, and I never really got any, you know, any good information out of it, and I was kind of uh, disheartened, really, and years later, I, I finally decided to get into um, investing, and I got myself a a buy and hold property, but that was right in 2007 and and, and everything tanked right after that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm still sitting on that property that's upside down, um, you know, because there's really nothing else I could do. I'm, I'm just, I'm floating it right now with a renter in there, but I basically kind of decided not to pursue real estate investing anymore until, um, you know, I really had money, you know, to invest the market, got a little bit better, but... Got it. Um, I came into some money and I wanted to invest it into um, buy and holds again, and I, I decided that this time before I do it, I wanted to educate myself as much as possible before I got back into investing, uh-huh. and um, and then that's kind of how I came across your podcast. Um, I was I was looking for any information I could get just to educate myself because I didn't want to get burned again, and I discovered wholesaling, right, <laughs> and I realized I didn't need to put my own money into it, you know, and. So I started following the steps, and, and, uh, you know, I got a little discouraged at first, um, because I had some, you know, some, I was, I was putting in a lot of work and I was talking to a lot of people, but nothing was really panning out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then all of a sudden start, stuff started, you know, happening. And, and, uh, yeah, it just kind of snowballed real quick from there. <laughs>
0: got it. Got it. So how long have you been listening to the podcast then?
1: I think I started listening to it, um, in August. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was like a, it was like around August that I, I started listening to it, and uh, basically I put in my earbuds and and listened to it like all day while I was at work, and and uh, and so I I learned through probably a hundred hours of podcast, you know, uh, in in a couple of weeks, and then went back and listened to it all again, and and was taking notes, and then I just started putting things into action.
0: Right. So about three months then.
1: Yeah, about three months.
0: Okay, so so that's not too long. That's not yeah. too long and you're not an academy member but you went through the free course right
1: yes that's correct
0: okay and you just follow those steps one at a time let us start at the beginning how did this deal actually come to you what what strategy generated this lead
1: well i've i've been writing a lot of yellow letters and uh, and and basically doing a bunch of different strategies but this one um this one fire damage house uh, happened to be off of a bandit sign okay um that i put out and um yeah i didn't really get a lot of calls on the bandit signs but when I did finally get a call, it was like the um, the guy said, you know, the first words out of his mouth were, hey, I've got a house I need to get rid of. And it was, you know, the alarm bells went off.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: need to get rid of her, the, the operative words there.
1: It, exactly. So I scheduled an appointment with him right away and I went out and saw him the next day um, and met him at the house. And, and the house was, um, I mean, it was practically a, a hole. Um, mm-hmm. It was... And it was a, it was a it was scary because you know, like the back wall of the house had burnt down, the rest of the house was smoke damaged um, the they had gutted it, i mean pulled out all the carpet and and a lot of the stuff that had been water damaged and you know there was there, there was the the bones were there and, and a lot of it was in, in decent shape um but they were looking at you know i it was probably a he said he'd gotten a quote a hundred thousand dollars to fix it back up you know mm-hmm. to, to live
0: in it looks like it actually by the way yeah <laughs> if you want to see a picture <laughs> of kiani's house you can go to uh epicrealestate.com forward slash 79 my uh my my new partner courtney is working really hard on the show notes she's keeping all that stuff up to date so show notes for all of the episodes you can find that now at uh just go to epicrealestate.com forward slash and then type in the number of the episode. And if you do that for number 79, you can actually see Keone in front of his house holding his check. <laughs> so very good. So you, got, you thought it was about 100000 or he said it was about $100,000. What was your opinion?
1: Um, my opinion was, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a, uh, a like a general contractor or anything like that. So that's kind of where I have a hard time is coming in with, with an, uh, an estimate myself. But I had to basically think to myself that, you know, if he's going for an estimate, um, you know, I'm thinking that it's it's probably going to be a little bit high, um, as far as him, you know, getting a repair done on Mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. as opposed to somebody that's coming in to fix it up themselves. Right. So, um, I told him there were comparables in the area that said that I I had an ARV on it of around 200,000. Okay. Um, so I basically, um, we negotiated it out, and uh, we agreed to sign the contract at thirty-five.
0: Wow. Okay. So you got this two hundred yeah. thousand dollars potential house mm-hmm. under contract for thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Awesome.
1: Awesome. Yeah, and I figured with with you know that kind of a price, um, you know, he was he was basically he was ready to demo the house and then just try to sell the empty land lot for for whatever he could get for it, mm-hmm. and uh, and 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 he was worried about. Um, squatters and 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 you know potential um, you know liabilities with with the property the way it was and he didn't have the time to do it so he was just ready to get rid of it
0: sure
1: and um and when you know he was real skeptical of me you know paying thirty five thousand dollars for this burnt out hole <laughs> <laughs> right and um you know uh, basically once we locked up the contract I um I've I've been a member of the local real estate uh, investors association so I went to my uh, my RIA association and and basically put it out there first um, looking for, you know, somebody to want to buy it. And I had, um, how did another you, wholesaler.
0: How did you, real quick, how did you put it out there? When you say you put it out there, what'd you do?
1: Well, my, um, local real estate association has, um, a website, um, okay. that, and basically they have a needs and wants section, um, and in, in, the in the website where you can post, uh, contracts, um, you know, for, for wholesale properties. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I put it up there and a, uh, a wholesaler friend of mine um, contacted me and uh, offered to co-wholesale the deal with me. And um, he, he teed up the buyers, and we had the whole thing uh, locked up and ready to go within, I'd say, less than 48 hours.
0: Wow, that's good. So mm-hmm. uh, RIA meetings, your relationships is how you that yeah. buyer. That's super, super. Um, so in 48 hours, you had it under contract for what?
1: Um, we sold it for, uh, 50, no, I'm sorry. Um, $49,600. So it was a total profit of, uh, well, it was a, a total fee, assignment fee of $14,600.
0: That's awesome. Not bad for your first deal.
1: I was, I was pretty happy with it.
0: Cool. Um, so now that you've done this for a few months, and, Agreed. you know, after that whole experience, how do you feel about it? What's your biggest takeaway from the whole experience?
1: Well, um, I, I I started getting discouraged there for quite a while because I, I, I'd I been working at it and, like, really putting in the time. And I'd sent off a ton of letters and done a lot of stuff, and i talked to a lot of people. And it just seemed like, you know, I, I did the whole math of, you know, a thousand letters will get me you know, 20 calls and 20, you know, maybe 40 calls. Maybe I'll get a deal out of those 40 calls. Well, I sent out 2,000 letters and probably talked to 80 people, and I was just – I didn't feel like there was any potential in any of them. And I was kind of starting to get discouraged, you know, and and, and uh, kind of getting down on myself. But I, I kind of kept on plugging away, and then this one popped up. And then, you know, I just closed this a, a, a couple weeks ago, and then another one pops up, and I got that one under contract today. Mm-hmm. And so that looks like it's going to be potential, uh, a, a potentially a very good one.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So now that you know, you you put your work in a little bit and you closed that deal last week, and you just got a new one today. You know, as mm-hmm. I called you, you're on, you're in the car on the way home <laughs> from that deal. So awesome. So what are you seeing difference? What what do you think is different between these two? Do you, do you do you think there are any missed opportunities, say, in those first eighty calls that you got?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And and you know, the the biggest thing for me was. You know, I, I started putting the action in, you know, in and uh, and and when the phone first started ringing, I was I was scared out of my mind, like I didn't know what I was going to say, you know, and I, I had a good idea, you know, and I had listened to all the podcasts a couple of times, and you know, at this point, and I I, I knew the, the basics, but I was still nervous to talk to people, and and I'd, I'd get people on the phone, and and I was I was surprised at first at, at uh, some of the like reactions from people. And there are some crazy people Mm that (laughs) call, you know, but, um, you know, the more I talk to people, the more comfortable I started getting. And, and, and I'm sure there were some missed opportunities in there. Um, but, um, so I was just explaining this to my sister. Actually, she was in the car with me earlier when we called today, um, because she wants to get involved now that she sees it working for me. So I'm walking her through all the steps of how I did it and, and what I've learned. And, um, Basically, what I told her is, you're gonna screw up at first, but as you get more comfortable, your conversion
0: rate's gonna start getting better. Right, right. That's awesome. So just you just gotta go through the repetitions, and it's just like learning how to do anything. I mean, you're gonna mess it up in the beginning, and you know, I always like to use the example of of tying a shoe. There was a time where we could not make that happen, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now you can just you know tie your shoe while you're chewing gum and talking on the phone and running out the door all at the same time, and never even gave it a thought of how your shoe got tied.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And uh, so, awesome, Keone. This is gonna, real estate is gonna be just like that for you sooner or later. As, as long as you keep doing <laughs> what you're doing. Um, so tell me about the, this. Uh, then this new deal. How did you find that deal?
1: Yeah, you know, um, this this other uh, this other deal came off of another band sign. Um, and um, you know, that's what I've been having the most luck with around here. Um, but um, it's uh, it's a 100-year-old farmhouse. hmm It was built in 1910, and um, basically the, the, the mother is the, the woman that owned it, who's owned it for 35 plus years, she's moving on to a retirement home and she wants to, uh, divide her estate amongst her children before she passes away. And she doesn't have the time or energy to deal with, you know, fixing it and listing it and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I went out and evaluate the property, and, um, I, I made her an offer of 85,000, um, and, and... They wanted to be closer to 100, but we ended up agreeing at 85. And um, you know, I've got a comp. There's two houses down. It was built by the same builder in the same year. They're almost identical houses. That one's been refurbed already, and that sold 19 days ago for $250,000. So I think there's there's going to be a lot of room in that one, and uh, it looks like it's a it's going to be a pretty good deal. So I'm I'm just getting my packet prepared. I got the signed contract today, and I'm getting ready to put that out to my buyers here uh, very soon.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. What kind of condition is that one in?
1: It's in. Um, it, it 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 wouldn't qualify for any kind of an FHA loan. It, it definitely needs some work. Um, it, it's but it's structurally it's in great shape. Mm-hmm. It just needs um, heating and you know needs some uh, some reconfiguring because there's been some interesting. Changes made to it in the past hundred years—rooms <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> without closets and that kind of thing—but you know, there's a, there's a lot of potential in it. I think so.
0: That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Did you know that <laughs> comp before you went out to see that property?
1: I did. Well, I, I talked to the guy, and I, 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 it sounded like I talked to the son, um, and it sounded like they were motivated. So I scheduled an appointment the next morning, and that night I went in and ran the comps, and that's when I found the one you know, two houses down, sold 19 days ago, and you can't get a closer comp
0: than that. No, no. That's awesome. And,
1: so, that's, yeah, really, that one, I think, is uh, is going to be a pretty good
0: one. That sounds like a home run for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Super. So, um, you know, for, for someone out there listening right now that's feeling discouraged that this hasn't been working for a while, I mean, I just had mm-hmm. Jesse Milner on like four or five episodes ago that, you know, he was did this for five months before he actually got something to pop. Um, what would you say to somebody that's feeling discouraged? They haven't got that first nibble yet.
1: Well, you know, um, one of the pieces of advice uh, that, that I, I got from you, uh, I believe it was, <laughs> hmm. was and, and I, I'm trying to teach my grandmother and my sister how to do the same thing as me um, because they're really interested now. And so I've been on the phone trying to coach them along with what I know, and uh, I've also recommended your podcast to them, so they're just getting started. And um, one of the biggest points that I've made to my my family that's, that's you know, trying to figure things out is I said, you know, you can't wait at home. If you're going to take a road trip, you can't wait at home until every single light along your path is green.
0: Uh-huh. You
1: have to just go, and when you get to that red light, you got to evaluate the situation and go from there. And that that's been the biggest thing for me is just, just go, you know, it's ready, ready, fire, aim. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Awesome. Can't steer a parked car, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just, I, I, I took action and like I said, you know, my conversion rate, I'm sure wasn't very good for the first 80 people I talked to, but you know, I'm course correcting. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. so I'm dialing her in.
0: Super, super. But one more thing that just just occurred to me, you know, you've gotten Mm -hmm. two deals from your roadside signs and I know. Some people are kind of cautious about putting those up or their city won't let them or what are the, do you know what the rules, regulations, anything like that are in your area?
1: Well, I, I looked up, um, for my County and, um, the, the, the regulations were a little vague, so I'm not a hundred percent sure if, um, uh, if I, if, you know, if I might get in trouble for it or not, Mm -hmm. but a piece of advice that I learned, and I don't remember exactly where I learned it, <laughs> was to use um, a Google Voice account for the for the uh, phone number on my sign, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that works out great because uh, when the buyer calls, uh, or when the when the potential seller calls, um, it takes their message, it, it transcribes it into an email, and then it emails it directly to my phone, and I can hit the button and listen to it if if the transcription doesn't, you know, is hard to read, because um, sometimes Google Voice will. Throw in weird words, whatever, whatever it hears. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually, I can read it just fine, and then and then call them back right away. And and that's how both the deals that I've gotten um, have come off of those signs through Google Voice.
0: Super. And you kind of conceal your identity that way as well.
1: Yeah, it doesn't really. Uh, if the county decides to come after me, it's hard to trace that phone number back to me. <laughs>
0: right. Right. Apologize later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: And uh, something that I've I've done recently is um, I've I've been out, you know. That that fire damaged house. I went and drove the area and found a couple more abandoned properties, and um, the uh, you know I, I tried to get a hold of the owners, um, and uh, and I didn't have much success, so I just stuck my sign right in their front yard and waiting to see if they call me.
0: <laughs> Dude, that's super. Okay, first, where did you try? If you if you found an abandoned uh, house, where did you go to try and locate their information?
1: Well, I. Um, I, I went back to my computer and I looked up the county records uh, to try to find uh, out who was the owner, who's uh, you know if the owner has a separate mailing address, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't really have much success because the owners you know had their mailing address listed as the house that was abandoned. So my next step is um, running a skip trace, and I tried uh, getting set up with a skip trace account or whatever, and and they they actually. You know didn't uh, it didn't go very well they I guess they they said that they couldn't i don't know they didn't like my answers when I tried getting set up a skip trace mm-hmm. um, thing so i'm I'm still in the process of trying to get all that ironed out so i can uh, so I can get in contact with these people mm-hmm. but um but that's kind of my next um path um to to figure out is is really nail down how to get a hold of these these people that have these abandoned houses
0: super so. Um, I love it initiative resourcefulness and then you ultimately say well until I get that figured out I'm just going to stick a sign in their yard right yeah <laughs> <laughs> what does the sign say
1: it says I uh, we buy houses or I buy houses fast for cash as is and then my phone
0: number super uh, I love it one thing you might want to try Keoni, is putting mm-hmm. up a for sale sign in that yard that's what I've heard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that, really... is, that is a, a nice, tricky little little trick. And I, I told my wife about that, too. and We both had a little giggle over it. I, don't, uh, but I, I stuck a sign in the yard that I had. I didn't have any of the for sale by owner signs with me. But yeah, I've heard that one. <laughs> That's funny. That'll
0: work much faster than skip trace most of the time.
1: Yeah, that's that's a very good idea. But I think something that's my next step.
0: <laughs> something to consider. But I love what <laughs> you're doing, dude, and uh, I'm really proud of you. Awesome for sticking with it and boy you got rewarded with a really nice payday as well.
1: Well and and thank you so much for putting the um the podcast out there. You know, the truth is I've I've looked into real estate investing before in the past and I've I've uh, you know, I've ordered some 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 packages and, and just really the information I got was so outdated. And it was just, I mean, some of it just seemed ridiculous at the time. And, um, you know, I've, I've really been able to kind of follow your instructions, and, and the information has been fantastic. Awesome. And I thank you very much for, you know, putting this out there for
0: people. You're very welcome. And, and you know what? The, the, the greatest gift you can give me is sharing your success with me. So thank you for doing that, and thank you for being so gracious and sharing that with the audience as well. Absolutely. Perfect, Keone. So so stay in touch and uh, give me a chat or send me an email back. Let me know how this second one goes. And uh, you can tell us all about that too.
1: Yeah, sure thing, Matt. Thank you very much.
0: All right, Kioni. You have a good day.
1: Uh, you too. Bye. Bye.
0: Okay. So what did you hear inside of Kioni sharing? Well, one thing that, that jumped out at me right away was he got a $200,000 house under contract for $35,000. And... You know what, that that jumped out at me because it caused me to immediately think about the countless times, and this happens in emails, it happens over the phone, it really happens in, in live events, where, where I'm asked, why would anyone sell their house at a steep discount to an investor if they could just go out and hire a realtor and get a maximum price for it? <laughs> it's called life. Life happens to people. Life creates challenges for people. Life creates challenges with urgency that sometimes selling a property is what's going to solve that challenge for them and a realtor is not always the best solution for that challenge at hand so opportunities like kionis they happen every day multiple times a day and another thing that i noticed is kioni shared he came into some money right but he didn't need it did he no not once i mean could he have not taken All the exact same steps, whether he had the money or not. Yes, absolutely. Would anything have turned out differently if he had no money? No, he would have gotten the exact same result. Also, he didn't have a buyer's list either, did he? Nope. He just posted it on his Rhea Club's website and boom, 48 hours, the property was sold. And this happened because he got the deal under contract First. Just like AC. They found the deal. They put it under contract. And then the money found them. It wouldn't have happened the other way. I mean, what what, what if Keone just went to the Ria Club's website and says, hey, I'm thinking about going out and finding a deal. Does anybody want to partner with me if I find one? What type of response do you think he would have got then? Right? No, he found the deal first. You post the deal. You advertise the deal, you market the deal, you tell people about the deal, you expose the deal, whatever it is, once you have the deal, you have so many more options and you have the type of options that will actually end up in a positive result, like your deal under contract or sold in 48 hours. And also just like AC, uh, Keone, both of them were, were discouraged in the beginning. Both were scared. Both were nervous to talk to sellers but they didn't let that stop them. They continued to do it. They performed the right activities. They performed those activities consistently and they were persistent. They continued to do it and they got more comfortable as they went along and they got better and their conversion rates improved. That's how Keone put it. He said, my conversion rate improved. He's already got his second deal. And, and the biggest takeaway that they both got was just Go those were Keone's words just do it those were AC's words they're on opposite ends of the country they have never met and they had the exact same experience they, that is your, their advice to you travel as far as you can see and when you get there you'll see further I mean Keone's even teaching that exact same philosophy to his mom and to his sister why? because it works I've been telling you since episode one, travel as far as you can see, and when you get there, you'll see further. I'm not gonna steer you wrong. I never have, I never will, I promise. Now get out there, find a seller with a problem, present your solution, and get paid for it. Pretty simple, It's not easy, as you heard today. They both had to work for it, so it's not easy. But it is simple, and it is worth it. The more you do it, the better you get. And the better you get, the bigger your income becomes. All right? So that's it for today. Until next time, to your success. I'm Matt Theriault, living the dream. You've been listening to Epic Real Estate Investing, the world's foremost authority on separating the facts from the BS in real estate investing education. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to visit iTunes and share your thoughts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here at Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Theriault.